0: Welcome to the Painted Target Podcast. Okay, episode four of the Painted Target Podcast. I'm Jason at Aware Integrate on Twitter, AwarenessIntegrations.com, doing this one solo again. So worry, everybody's worrying. I think at this point, worry has turned into kind of a hobby. You know, we live in a time where it's not really that dangerous for most people. They don't have a lot going on, so we worry. That's all we do. And the other problem is most people don't know that they're worrying. They don't understand that they're living in their mind 24-7, and the only thing that they have is worry. There's nothing else. So we have to realize that a lot of what we're doing is living in worry. But here's the funny thing about worry, when you step back and take a look at it, and you actually look at it for what it really is in this moment right now in your life, what do you find? You find that it's nothing but a warning system, it's a heads up to take action, but we don't want to take action because we're lazy, we make excuses, taking action hurts. Nobody wants to do it. But when you think of worry alone without the emotional add-in, without all this extra shit that you add to it, worry does nothing but destroy your freedom. Because you have to ask yourself, what do you gain? So you worry about something, it's a warning system. You're being told... Something's going on I need to pay attention to it But at some point You have to let it go It's stuck in a circle and a cycle That never ends When you wake up in the morning The mind is going 24 7, you know if you look at most people they like to worry because it gives them something to do I've got this going on I've got that going on I've got so much going on that's what they like to say everybody says that they got so much going on but nobody's doing anything we have to know what the real definition of worry is so when you look at something like caution you're being cautious keeping your eye out staying aware we all live a life we all have stuff to be cautious about but there's a big difference between cautious or something like worry so worry implies that it never ends it implies that I've taken data I've looked at it I don't think that it's good so I'm going to keep going on about it you're trying to think your way out of a problem that can't be thought out so This is what most of us do. And I have a lot of situations in my life currently where I could worry. And I have to an extent because I'm aware of what's going on, what I feel, what happens, what doesn't happen. But I always step back and I think, okay, what's this doing for me? What am I gaining by worrying about something for days on end? especially when most of the things we worry about never happen I'd say you could be in what the 90 percentile that it never happens and then you look at things like well if we sit here and worry we're trying to predict the future that's what we're trying to do you could be aware of the future you could be aware of what's going on but we're trying to predict it we can't predict it not perfectly so that's why we keep worrying That's what I put in the newsletter this week was your awareness starts to grow. You start to be cautious of what's going on. You could see it. Good, bad, doesn't matter what it is. You could see it. But even in that awareness, you can't predict the future 100%. You could predict it pretty well once you drop the emotion and start being real, start being real to what's going on now but you can't predict it a hundred percent. And I read something somewhere, this was probably a year ago, just a random thing online. And the person said with the future being so unpredictable and there's so many options that can happen. What's the point of worrying? I mean, it's that simple. So that's what we're dealing with. A lot of us So a quote I have here by Epictetus from his Discourses book, obviously he was a Stoic philosopher, he says, Keep constant guard over your perceptions, for it is no small thing that you are protecting, but your respect, trustworthiness, and steadiness, peace of mind, freedom from pain and fear, in a word, your freedom. For what would you sell these things? So you can relate this to worry because it's kind of up to us whether it's worry or not. If we're always thrown around by the externals, by the things that could happen, by the things that did happen. All of these things. How are we living? And then if you want to go farther, take all the bullshit out of it. What are you gaining? The funny thing about excessive worry is... We're worrying to fix a problem. We're worrying to fix a situation. But the worrying doesn't fix or help the situation. And it could be argued that it makes it worse. So, once again, what do you gain? I'm not saying don't worry. I'm saying be aware of it and then drop it. And what I do, which is something that took a lot of time to cultivate, is. I look at something for what it is. I don't need to lay down and meditate for two hours. I can meditate right now because the definition of meditation is being aware. So I stop and I say, okay, what's this doing for me? It's not doing anything. Okay, so what does it mean? It's a warning. Okay, so am I aware of it? Have I been warned? Yep. Okay. So what action can I take to fix this situation? Well, I could do this. I could do that. Okay, I do it. Okay, so what's left? Nothing worry is trying to control what can't be controlled it's not that things can't be controlled but when you're spinning in a circle with worry over and over and over you're trying to control something that can't be controlled so everything that I try to tell people when I've worked with people personally is the only things we have are awareness and action so awareness you know has been used by everyone under the sun that says they're spiritual for this or that or whatever term you want to use but awareness is just being aware that in your life you have this and you have that it's like hermetics say everything's dual there's degrees and everything and technically if you're aware enough You know that there's a such thing as not being in the state that you're in. So it doesn't matter what the state is. There's just a such thing as not being in it. So you have the awareness to know that. And then the action is doing what you can. So a lot of the problem that we have, especially with worry, is we take the action. We do what we have to do. And then we worry. We sit on it. So we've done everything we can possibly do. There's nothing else we can do but we sit on it I mean that's the definition of insanity it's the definition of a waste of time and for so many people talking online about being mastery this and mastery whatever they're still arguing with people online, they're still wasting their time they're still sitting there talking about six figures they're going to make online and all this stuff stop thinking, start doing and then drop it it's that simple But we don't live in a time where sitting still means anything. But for a lot of people, the times that they are in silence or they are just no mind, no thought, just sitting there, that's when the answers come. It's like if you're studying in school, you worry about the studying, you don't remember shit. You don't worry about it and just say, well, I'm going to read this and whatever happens happens, you remember it. We have to put ourselves in positions that work for us and not waste time and energy on things beyond a certain point. And worry is the perfect example. So, you know, right now for me, have a lot of things going on, have a bunch of, not even worth mentioning, bunch of things. And I ask myself daily, every morning, I say, okay, what can I work on? What can I not work on? What works? What doesn't work? And then I drop it. And if it comes back, I look at it again. You have to put yourself in a position where emotion and overreaction and constant stimulus isn't the only thing you have in life. Because the answers are going to come when you're not in that state. Look at the news, look at social media, look at all these things. And one common thing is that everyone is living in emotion. They worry about everything. They're trying to prove their point. But here's my question. Once that's over, once you've proved your point, once you've wrote 16 dissertations on how this is that and this concept and mindset and all this crap, what's left? The only thing that's left is being stuck to those things. I'm going to put myself in this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to worry about this. I'm going to, you know, post that this means this and someone did that. Okay. Once you put the period on the end of the sentence, what happens? What's left? Nothing. You just do it again the next day. It's a waste of time. You know, we have to drop our egos and all this crap and know That we are the ones that are in control of our life. We're the ones that are in control of our existence. And if we want to spend our whole life in worry, our whole life in bullshit, that's what you're going to get. You spend time around people that are full of shit, you're going to end up being full of shit. It's the same with worry. And then if you want to go farther, you can read, there's probably a million books on this topic. You start building those pathways in your brain for worry. You're addicted to it. You know, this is what happens. A lot of people in my uh, previous line of work, including myself, you're addicted to that high cortisol state. You're addicted to that pain. You're addicted to that pleasure you get from pain. But when you take one second to step back and really look at it, there's nothing there. You're not gaining anything. Nothing's changing. I don't think I've ever known, and people will go against this. I know. I'll hear about it. But I don't think I've ever met anyone that's gained a damn thing by living in that state. Technically, you know what? Maybe you could say I did back in my previous job. Always being in that state can push you, but eventually you hit the wall. And you could argue that maybe it does work for some people. But they're not at the pinnacle they're not optimal you know it's the same with hormones nowadays you can do everything right in this environment but it's not enough because it's a toxic environment everything we eat drink all that stuff it's just toxic so it's the same with worry it's toxic it'll eat you alive But for all you guys out there that are about production and all these things, you want to be masters and all this crap, you got to drop shit. Sometimes you have to pull back and observe the situation, observe the battlefield in order to attack. But that's not a common thing nowadays and nobody wants to hear it. We worry because we don't fact check things. That's the problem. So as the Stoics would say, we don't know what we can or cannot control, so we worry. But we don't ever take the time to sit back and say, okay, I'm going to fact check this. Top down, rip it apart, what do we have? The thing is, is when you rip things apart, you usually see that there's nothing left. That's the point of ripping it apart. That's why I always say go to the core. That's why I say always look at everything for what it is. The worry could still be there. You could feel it. It could still be going on. There could be something bad. But this is mostly conditioning. We're used to worrying. We like to worry. We're not used to not worrying. That's the problem. You know, the brain builds the pathways and then what do you have? It just goes from there. So you have to do the opposite to build the opposite pathways. But if we know what we can really control and what we don't control, most of this stuff goes away. So when you look at something like self-inquiry, going to the source, all these things, you realize that once you dissect things down enough, once you take your situation and you stare at it without a connection to it, you say, for the next few minutes, I'm going to have no connection to this. I'm just going to stare at the situation like looking at a battlefield. What do you have? What you have is a set of things that add up to another thing that make a feeling, blah, blah, blah. But we're in the safest time ever nowadays and we're worrying. You have to be able to step back and rip the things apart. So this is what I would say. If you have a situation where you're worrying excessively, it doesn't end, you know, what can you do? First thing, write it out. But I need to say this. There's steps, there's processes, there's things you can do, but don't get obsessed with that process because the process has to stop at one point. So you write it out, you look at it, you look at all the parts and you look at this unattached it's not personal it just is because even if it is personal it simply is what it is you have data you have information you have pieces in front of you so when you look at that you say okay here's the pieces this is what i got this is my playing field this is the battlefield this is everything right in front of my face next step what action can i take I could do this, I could do that, I could do this, boom. You do it. Even if it's just something you put in your phone to do tomorrow, it's action. It's doing something which will help a lot as far as how you feel. doesn't matter how small it is. Write a note, write an article. Do something that puts you in a place of action. After the action, if there's no more action to take in the moment, Write out the next steps that you can do, okay? In a week, I can do this. I can make that call again. I can, you know, do whatever you have to do. But at some point, it's going to have to stop. You know, you'll sit here and you'll write and you'll do all these things. And then when you're done, you'll say, well, what's that do for me? I still feel like shit. I'm still worried. That's the problem. You want to be a master. You want to be, you know, all these terms everyone uses, It's being able to see these things, know it, take the action, drop it, move on to the next thing. It will hit a point where you're sitting there going, this isn't really helping me. That's why everyone online is giving you videos and six ways to be like this and hooked to a mindset and blah, 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 all this crap because they're trying to get you to feel better. They just want you to feel better. Just sit in a mindset all day, sit sit in a philosophy all day, just sit in it. And you'll feel better. Well, you will feel better. But action has to start. And at some point, you have to stop doing everything. Maybe you need to stop and go for a run. Maybe you need to stretch. Maybe you need to breathe. Like you need to do something that's outside of that. So you need to observe. You need to rip something apart down to its pieces. Minute pieces. You have to take the action and then you have to drop it. If you stay stuck in the mind, if you stay stuck in all these things, it's not going to do anything for you. Depression, anxiety, all these things come from trying to control things that you can't and living in it. Worry is a driver for that, for sure. I would say that's what starts most of it. So be able to look at it, be able to look at it without touching it and observe. And the answer will come. I mean, you can't look at something, see all the parts, know how it works, and think that something isn't going to come from it. You're going to see what you need to do. And when you do it, you step back and you let the rest go. You don't step back forever, but if you hit a wall, be comfortable with that wall. Worry is in your control. If you're not afraid of it, sit back and watch it, find out what you have to do, take the action and drop it, be done with it. So someone asked, they said, how to break the cycle of worrying about a past event that left a scar, but are unchangeable today. So here's the thing about things in the past. The only way to fix the past is by not repeating it something happened it's over don't do it again because the past is not here right now it's over it's done it doesn't exist you didn't do anything that technically is so bad that it's affecting you today as in like someone around the corner pulling you back it's mental something happened you don't like it it sticks with you you think by thinking or hanging on it that it's going to go away but it's not So you tell yourself, I'm not going to repeat this today or repeat this again. And that's how I'm going to fix it. Because as they said, it's unchangeable. So if you say, how do I stop worrying about something that's unchangeable? You kind of answered your question. It's unchangeable. It serves you zero purpose to worry about it or to care. And I remember having a few times where this happened to me, and the only thing I could come up with, contemplating it, meditating on it, speaking to the best in the world about it, all this thing was, well, don't do it again. The past is past. The future's not here yet. Rewrite your history. Don't do it. But once again, you have to go deep. You have to ask yourself why it won't go away. It may not be just the situation by itself. It may be some other things. And when you break it down and you look at it, write it, write about it, talk to someone, break it all down into pieces and say, okay, what pieces can I remove? And then you just don't do it again. It's like a redemption. I did this in the past. I don't like it. Shit, I've done a million things in the past that I wasn't happy with, but I don't do that shit now. That's the only way to fix it. Rip it apart, look at it, find out what's really getting you. Because it's, it's probably not just the situation, just the past event. There's a piece of that that you're holding on to. But ask yourself, what are you gaining by holding on to it? You're not gaining anything and it's probably safe to say that it's making everything worse. So you're poisoning yourself, but you don't need to be poisoned. Ask yourself what you gain. All right, I will see you guys next time. This episode of the Painted Target podcast was brought to you by Awareness Integrations. Only you care about your problems. The Painted Target is also sponsored by Grave Delay Athletics, apparel that says I'm going to live well and cheat death.